welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast in the Cathet region, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klohomin Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Joining me as usual is astrologer Jill Kirby from Victoria, and also for a while, anyway, Jenna Short, thank you, from Vancouver. Um, we've had a bit of a glitch uh, we already started taping this and I tried to do something sexy and the computer just basically slammed me and said, that'll be a no. <laughs> yeah, Mars is stationing. Yeah. Okay, fine. It's, it Maybe it is going to be like Mercury retrograde. Oh, no, no. No, I know. Exactly. Anyway, this is For two months. I know. This is episode 156, and it's all about Gen Z. Um, Jenna was the one that brought us uh, this topic, and I'm, I really appreciate that you did that. So before you have to dash away to your Halloween party, we're so jealous, um, I'll get you to give your little download about why you wanted to know about this and what's been your experience. Yeah, I have uh, Gen Z friends. They're just four or five years younger than me. And I just noticed that they're distinctly different than me and my millennial comrades. They have such a strong sense of identity, really strong values. And I feel like as they take over the world, which I think they will, the world's going to look very, very different. And not just in terms of you know everything that's happening in the world today, but in terms of how we respond to Right. what's happening around us yeah okay Um, I then proceeded to reasonably successfully <laughs> demonstrate what we're looking at in terms of this generation. And as Jill pointed out, uh, one of the things that astrologers do look at is, um, and so I actually need to go back, and um, is the fact that normally we look at uh, Neptune and uh, Pluto to sort of define a generation. Where are we here? I can't read that, it's so darn small. You're way back in Scorpio. I'm way back in Scorpio, okay. Ah! Back in the middle of Scorpio, so <laughs> okay. years. Okay, can you guys, I can't even read the year, it's that. Go, you, okay, you're good, oh, yeah, you're 92, 93, 94. There we go, 95. there we go. Okay, so this is basically where we kind of start. This is 1995, probably early, yeah, January 1995. So by 1996, um, so Pluto is firmly... Sorry, interesting that it was kicking off with Jupiter conjunct. Yes, yes, good, good catch, yeah. Um, and so this is like the paradigm shift from Pluto and Scorpio, which is emotional depth into a fire sign right in which you know the energy crawls out of the the you know the swamp pit <laughs> and blasts off 
with this fiery energy. And so part of that will explain what you're sensing, Jenna, about the fact that it's very different. Um, and it's also, it's ruled by Jupiter. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it's enthusiasm, it's no horizon is too far away. Um, you know, um, off they went. And so the first lot were born with um, Neptune and Uranus just coming off of their conjunction that brought down the Berlin Wall in Capricorn. Um, and uh, then we have uh, Saturn starts in Pisces, but it very, you know, within the first couple of years, it moves into Aries. Um, and so I think I'll just do it this way because, yeah. Okay, so by 19, 1997, here we have two of the outers have changed and we have this amazing energetic combination. Mm. So kids born, uh, you know, just before the turn of the century, they'd have this Pluto trine Saturn uh, with Uranus at the midpoint. Um, so that's separating from the Pluto and Scorpio Capricorn group would have been. And you've got the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction there. Yeah, yeah. So just uh, that brief period anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, but a very powerful combination because they're so linked up. Cool. Uh, and then, okay, so we go a couple of years on. Uh, Uranus now is fully into Aquarius. And we've get, we're getting the trine energy, although it's not as strong as it was in the beginning, but it's still there. Um, and then, of course, we have Neptune. So we've got the first, what, five years or so where it's Neptune and Capricorn. So that'll be a distinct subgroup. As, mm -hmm. And then we'll have another subgroup with uh, Neptune in Aquarius. Um, and so the ideals of humanity. And with Uranus there, um, you know, it's, it's really shaking the stick about what does humanity mean? And I think if we all think back to some of the history that was happening at that time, it would have been reflected in the fact that um, the coming of age of different cultures was kind of part of what Pluto and Sag was about. Well, and interesting that with the Neptune and Uranus both in Aquarius, we had the Y2K. Yes. Thing yeah. Where everybody freaked out because, oh my God, you know, what's going to happen when we change to, to the next year? Which, yeah. of course, nothing did happen because it was fine. Well, actually, what did change is India came online with all of the fixes for them. No, yeah, but I mean, it did. Yeah. You know, but it, but we, yeah, we negotiated it without it being a big deal. Yeah. But it, uh, that was the point at which India became um, a tech uh, giant in the world um, because they were the ones that built all the patches that fixed all the programs so that there wasn't going to be a problem. Yeah, I have a friend in India who was uh, a tech executive at that time. And uh, yeah, that's what they were doing. So, but yeah, not the end of the world. That's for sure. <laughs> okay, so um, then we get some inconjuncts, but eventually we start to get uh, the squares from Saturn. So again, this is different energy a few years on. Um, and then we get the trine from Saturn. And then we get uh, another subgroup where Uranus moves into Pisces. Well, you had the Saturn opposition to Pluto first. Yes, 
Yes, pardon me, I missed that. That is true. Yeah, the Saturn opposition group before uh, Uranus left. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and eventually throughout this entire generational group, they um, Saturn will do the opposition to both Neptune and Uranus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so, you know, that does knock the edges off of some of these folks before they, you know, get too far out of the gate. Um, and the ones that were born really early will have had these experiences of the square and the opposition and the trine and yeah. Yeah. So what do we have next? Where am I at? Oh, am I already at 2008? Six. Six. Okay. So none of the really tight grouping that we had in the beginning towards the end of this, um, and so we basically end with Saturn in coming up to the opposition to Uranus. Uh, Neptune is still in Aquarius and Pluto is about to say goodbye to Sag. Okay, so that's our backdrop. Now, um, I, we, all, we already started this program and I, I did a big crash and burn, which I apologize for. Um, but what I was, I interviewed someone who was born in 2004, she's 18. And so, you know, I, I got some really surprising, but, you know, like I told her, I said, I don't have a clue <laughs> about your generation. And so right out of the gate, she said, born with the internet, access to everything access to every type on on multiple devices exactly and every type of culture every kind of opinion philosophy education materials um you know the whole idea of the world is your oyster um kind of might be their motto um and um she acknowledged that yes and we also had the algorithm to tailor it to uh, what we wanted. And so, you know, in that sort of exploration that they were all um, capable of doing, um, the algorithm would, would feed into that rabbit hole descent. And she said, even though our perspective grew really quickly, it also paradoxically was narrowed to what we like. And that in and of itself is a discussion point, I think, mm-hmm. you know, like if life feeds you back only what it is you like, what's mm-hmm. going to happen when life dishes out the things you don't like, right? Like, well, and also you don't get the broad perspective that you think you get it because true, yes, it's narrowed. And yeah, that's you know, you don't see other opinions, you don't see other ideas, you just see what you're asking to see. Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, that phenomena has kind of reached a major um, challenge in world affairs at this point in time, Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, people um, moving into greater conflict with each other because of the whole phenomena of an algorithm feeding you what it is you want to know and what you believe and what you think is right, et cetera. And so well, Sagittarius, yeah. yeah. Sagittarius represents philosophies and, yeah. and perspective, yeah. basically. 
So, yeah, I mean, you think you're getting a broad perspective, but not if it's feeding you it's, only what it's you like. basically being controlled for you, which isn't giving you a broad perspective in the end. So, yes. Yeah. So the other thing she said is the Internet also gave their generation a platform to be anonymous, to mm. say whatever they want to say at any time without ever being held accountable. And I kind of thought about that and went, whoa. So that is a huge shift in terms of the way people have been born um, and grew up in a particular culture. Um, you know, so you only got your information from um, the talking heads on the TV, for instance, in my generation, the newspaper, but mostly from your own family right? And they held so much more sway than this, um, and it's almost the reverse, the anonymous internet, uh -huh. right? And so she said it, that is a real challenge because what people say on the internet in her generation, of course, they can never say in person. And so there's this disconnect that happens with them. Yeah, and I think you got all sorts of uh, difficulties in communication because people went to you know, just sending texts and stuff, which are so easily misinterpreted. And, yes. Well, and, and I, that, that's a good question. And that was one that I didn't ask Maggie, because we, you and I assumed that the inflection and the emotion and all the rest of it is missing. Jenna, would you agree with that? Or Yeah, for sure. Like when my mom or dad texts me, it's like, it's almost like a message that's been sent by carrier vision. Like it's like very like militant. And like I am delivering the information and that's all that's needed. There's no like, hey, how's it going? Like how I usually maybe how my generation texts is like even if you use so conversational. If, even if you use emojis and other stuff, it can be misinterpreted because the other person doesn't have your vocal inflection or your facial expression or yeah. You know, what we, we even when we had telephone communications, we at least had the voice. You know, you can tell a lot from what somebody, the voice and their quality of what they're saying rather than the words. And so if you only have the words. Um, but is it, it true? Is it true what, what Jill is saying? Like amongst your own peers, um, have, sure. you built, have you built a language in which you can get that stuff across? Oh, for sure. Like, and then there's like micro cultures like I have with like me and my girlfriends and then you talk to somebody else and, but there's a general understanding amongst probably Gen Zers and millennials about how, like what different emoticons mean and like the subtle nuance of text right. conversation for sure. Yeah, yeah. so it has evolved but like Jill is saying, what have, what's been lost and what's been gained, if anything, yeah. Well, because most of communication isn't in the words, it's in our, our facial expression, reading people's expression and their tone of voice, it's huge. And the body, yeah. the body language, you know, that gets lost if you're not having person to person communication and that what I think is another thing that's very interesting about Gen Z's like as I said before they have very strong values and sense of identity but sometimes when I'm interacting with them they have their own like I said like nuance of conversation over the internet like different language and slogans that I don't really connect with but they do amongst themselves and to me it kind of feels like they lose themselves in it like 
that's their sense of community that's their sense of culture how they how they connect and it's it's it it kind of makes me sad in a bit in a way because yeah they don't have that face-to-face interaction as much and so it's kind of this dichotomy of like sense of identity sense of strength and values but loss of intimacy and community that I think is that humans all humans need so they're like reaching reaching in their own unique way which is so Aquarian it's the paradox of the the whole idea of the internet where yes you have information at your disposal but um and you think that we're more connected but in a sense we're we're less personally connected you know, we're more connected. Yes, I can text somebody across the world, yay. But at the same time, I'm losing a whole lot of what communication is all about in terms of intimacy. Yeah. Real connection, human yeah. connection. For sure. Okay, so her next idea that she saw as being, um, you know, a definite uh, downside to being uh, born with the internet is you can always find someone to agree with what you are thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you know, so there's that moments where obviously, probably um, when squares start hitting their chart, where they run into oh, (laughs) there are other opinions and beliefs and systems and stuff out there um, that don't agree with me. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, I mean, that's a, she's, she's 18. So she hasn't had her last Saturn square. Um, And so where she personally is running into this is still at the relational stage, you know, uh, with her friends and uh, colleagues at work and that type of thing. And then the last question I asked her um, was more on the, you know, current scenario and, uh, you know, the, the thing about, uh, you know, the rise and fall, the obvious fall of big civilizational ways of being in the world, you know, aka the climate change and that. And she is angry. Her whole group are incredibly angry. And their anger is specifically focused on baby boomers, which is interesting because that is actually a trine to the Pluto and Leo generation, you know, the Sag thing, but no, they, so they have an expression that goes, uh, okay, boomers, but it is incredibly, it's incredibly derogatory. Is what it is um, because they hold us accountable for the world that they're getting left. Yeah, which I, you know, I, all I could do is apologize. <laughs> you know, I mean, right? at least you're apologizing. I know. Oh yes. They, oh they yeah. Don't no. Want to take responsibility. No, no, them. and they're they're like, well, we're just getting what's due us, you know, or whatever. Um, you know, uh, and our parents left us with stuff. I mean, it's every generation has, you know, has oh, thought, yes. pass, has pass thought it was going to be the end of the world. And, you know, I mean, it's this is not something new. This is been a no, it, it is, it is a cycle. I think it just feels just so drastically different. And maybe, mm-hmm. um, maybe I'm being over the top about it, but it just feels 
there's just such a severe disconnect because the world is so different now and we're in such intense chaotic times so yeah you know maybe you felt the same way in the 60s and 70s well we lived with the whole threat of nuclear annihilation that's what jill and i grew up with yeah Yeah. in time i mean that was that was the clock was at you know two minutes to midnight forever you know i mean yeah you know, yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah, I, when I was, you know, going to have kids, there were a lot of people questioning whether we should bring children into this world the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, your perspective is where it is because that's where you're at, right? Yeah. It's what you're born into. But that doesn't mean it's dramatically different from, you know, it's, it's speeded up a lot. Yeah, oh God, the yeah. internet has sped it up and made it. And also, you know, what we were talking about before, the information you're getting is also uh, controlled a lot, you know, I mean, in terms of what you will get, because you get the algorithms deciding for you. So, yeah, that is very, very you know, interesting. A of, there's yeah. a lot of narrative shaping that's going on that. And and it's Pluto from Pluto being what it is, is power. Pluto is behind the scenes. Pluto is behind it. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's the again, the dichotomy of Pluto and and Jupiter. We may not know the truth. We know what we're being told. But at any time, you know, do we ever really know the whole truth? No, we get a story about what's going on. And um, because we don't have personal experience of mm-hmm. everywhere in the world we take it as oh that's what's going on there because that's what they're telling us so we don't know because we're not there <laughs> yeah so, but know, there, with the internet it kind of gives the illusion that you're you do oh, know and you're always in the know because you can just look it up that's the tricky part it is an illusion right yeah yeah so and, and, you know neptune's always lurking somewhere <laughs> Yeah, Neptune's always just distracting. So, you know, I'm just, yeah, there's there's always pros and cons to any new technology, any new thing we get. And, you know, a lot of people get really excited. Oh, they brought out a new thing and it's just all good. And it's like, there's good aspects to it, but there's also the downside, you know? Yeah. That's true. the algorithm thing is incredible. It's it's scary in the sense that I've just made observations that me and my friends who share the same values and have the same interests, we're all getting the same suggested articles or what have you directed at us. Um, and then I talk to somebody who maybe I don't align with and they're getting something slightly different but a little bit the same because maybe we're this you know maybe we're the same age and so there's yeah. like it's there's nuance to it it's not just you're getting put in a category and oh you're born this year you're gonna get this information like it's well, so nuanced there's a whole lot of nuance that you don't get when it's in you know sound bites and whatnot you know that's so, yeah. true too yeah the information is too parceled yeah. out in too short well that's the true. Yeah. That's why, you know, the, the, the attention span and everything else. I mean, I, you know, my kids used to watch Sesame Street and that was the speeding up of things because they had these little sound, you know, these quick little things going from one to another. You mm-hmm. 
have kids sitting watching a narrative go through like a whole story like we used to do I mean they may have been crappy stories but it would you know you know it wasn't like chop 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 yeah head spinning kind of and it's only sped up even more so oh yeah the tiktok there's yeah absolutely and so I think there's let's say there's upsides and downsides to everything but we have to see the balance of that because there are downsides. yeah <laughs> I'm there are no there are no upsides well, to some of it, it, one really wonders because I don't think our emotional, intellectual, social skills um, can evolve at the pace that our technology is evolving. No, um, and not not yeah. through not through the medium of technology because yeah, no, it, we're we're organic. Thing. We're organic. We're not. Yeah, yeah. Technology. We need the human contact. People still need human contact. And yeah. when we have that, we do not thrive. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay, so let's let's pull this back to our Gen Zers who uh, we're going to hope for Jenna's sake that when they take over the world, it's going to be a good thing. <laughs> okay, I so, so. Um, we've got some charts. Um, I'll start with the girl that I interviewed and hopefully I can get a decent sized chart. Uh, let's see, so here is Maggie Martin uh, and I will put the rest of her points back in. Okay, so born in 2004, she's 18, um, but she is definitely a card carrying member of this generation. Mm -hmm. uh, Pluto on the ascendant with the moon. Um, her Jupiter is up there in the 10th. Um, she is currently interested in pursuing a career in um, music and dance. She's already got one song published up on Spotify, and she's about to drop another tune. Yeah, Venus, Uranus, and Pisces. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Her father was a meditation teacher. Um, her mother was a dance instructor, and mm. so she sort of comes by that. Piscean. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, part of her is, you know, recognizing at this point in her life that um, if she's going to do some major world traveling, which she didn't realize that she was that interested in it until she made a trip to Italy this year. Mm. And so that in-person, um, face-to-face, as you were saying, Jill, um, has opened her eyes to that side yeah. of her character. And so she's off to Bali in November and then uh, meeting up with her current boyfriend. Um, and she may or may not, she has, she's gonna be deciding in December, he's on a world tour and she may join him for the last three months of his trip, um, but she hasn't decided yet, so. Um, and, and getting her nodal return here. Yes, exactly, at 18, yeah. Um, and so obviously, you know, she will be getting, um, uh, you know, Saturn is uh, in Pisces. So, you know, she's getting the nice trine this, you know, the next couple of years. Um, and then that uh, last quarter square, which I've mentioned to her a number of times. So Jenna, this is that point where every generation, once they get to this age, they have to wake up to, and apparently there are 8 billion of us now on the planet. 
<laughs> and you know, where are you going to elbow your way in and figure out what you're going to do and be and yeah. So there's still, uh, I mean, this is what, this is close to the end of that group. So some of them, so those that were born in 1995, how old would they be? Well, and she's got Pluto going over her Yes, she does. Right at the moment. Yeah. And so that trip to Italy was, I think, as you were alluding to, you know, what happens when people who have only experienced other perspectives through the algorithm taught perspective actually run face to face with people. And so one of her biggest challenges was um, being with her girlfriend on this trip to Italy and then introducing a boyfriend. Mm. which did not go well, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, which I'm actually not surprised about. <laughs> jealousy. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, eh? Um, and, you know, but that's, that's sort of uh, a time-honored lesson that everybody has to go through. Um, and it's just what it takes. So that could be part of what we witness with these different generations is, how the classic lessons of life are experienced, you know, mm -hmm. and the fact that this is the generation that grew up on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And my other contribution was good old Greta. And um, so this is one of the proposed times. We do not have a birth time for yeah. her. Um, and so I went looking at what were the outer planets doing when she decided to protest on Fridays in front of the Swedish parliament. And so this is the by wheel that goes with that. So if this time is correct, that would, you know, Scorpio would definitely give her the passion, you know, the Jupiter and Leo on the 10th, that would definitely, you know, get her out there talking, um, and Pluto going over this Capricorn stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like being very cognizant of, um, you know, sort of the structure of society. Yeah. And, you know, having experienced it going, wait a minute, something's wrong with this picture. Now, what's interesting too, is she was born with Mercury stationing in Capricorn, which right now um, is directly on that Mercury. Mm. Yeah. So I imagine that her messaging and how she wants to present it and what she's going to do with her life is probably undergoing a pretty significant shift at the moment. Well, she's not a child anymore. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So she, she has a poster child when you're not a child anymore. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's true. Exactly. Yeah. You're not, uh, you won't get the kind of, um, but look at this. So we've got the south, so the eclipses that year were on her Neptune. And what else? So Pluto, Pluto was uh, a 30 degree from its original spot. What else? Yeah, the two degrees Uranus. So that could have been like literally on her seventh house cusp or I, you know, I was kind of imagining that it might be on her 10th house cusp, but, mm. you know, with that Mars at two, because this would have been the first, first Friday. Yeah, the first Friday that she 
and I don't know when she got discovered, you know, because she was all by herself in front of mm-hmm. the legislature there for who knows how long before the media went, oh, what's this kid doing? Yeah. Interesting. And so she was of the second lot of this generation with Uranus and Neptune both in Aquarius. Saturn in Gemini, so obviously able to be part of the generation. There would have been two and a half years with the Saturn in Gemini group that would have been born um, that uh, would announce what their world is going to be like. And that's opposite that um, Pluto and Sag. So actually coming up with a definitive um, new way of people being in the world as Jenna was sort of speculating that I wonder what world they're going to create this little section may have a hard time figuring that out mm. yeah with a Saturn opposite Pluto yeah yeah because oppositions are about balance they aren't about you know I'm going to go forth and do my own thing Mm-mm. that is not going to work yeah. Any other comment that one might want to make about this chart? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Okay. So, Jill, you have some charts as well. Yeah, I do have a couple. Okay. Uh, in my family. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Uh, So we'll look at this one first. Um, Yeah, this one of my grandchildren. So 2003, so this is Greta's birth year. Ah, but this one still has, or this one has zero Pisces. Ah. Yep, Uh, Mars Mars Uranus conjunction opposite Jupiter. Oh, wow. And Jupiter being the ruler of that Pluto and Sag. Okay, so what's this little, well, she's not little, what's this girl like? Oh, she's, um, she is very sensitive. Okay, yeah. Mom didn't want a Scorpio. (laughs) Good luck with that, yeah. (laughs) Never never say no to the universe. I know. We'll kind of go, really? I did the chart right away and I'm going, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have said that. (laughs) But she did. Um, Yeah, so yeah, very sensitive. Um, She's very, very bright. Um, Yeah, she's in second year university now. Well, yeah, she's got that hugely dignified Mercury. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She she had thought she was going to go in for dentistry, but she tried, you know, she did some sort of little sitting in at the dental place to observe or yeah whatever good idea good idea and didn't like it so (laughs) not Uh, uh, my niece calls it you're working on dirty toilets is what you're doing yeah she just didn't yeah she decided that wasn't where she wanted to be in a dental office so she's back (laughs) Jenna's trying to process that image I can Back, back to the original idea that she kind of wanted in the first place, which was to study medicine. So, oh, and she would be good at that. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, with um, yeah, blood, guts, and gore wouldn't even phase her. Mm. Yeah, she would be totally good with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, where she's at. And she's done a, they, they traveled a lot. I mean, she was in China when she was still crawling, like visiting my other daughter there. So <laughs> she has been a lot of places. Right. And so she obviously likes to travel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah all, all three of the kids, they'd get back from one trip. It's like, where are we going next? <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. how are they with the devices? Oh, um, yeah, like anybody her age on them all the time. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That. Yeah, it's hard to have a conversation with these kids. Yeah. Because they're busy on. Yeah, they've got it in their face. I'd rather, yeah. you know, text somebody and have that exchange. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting uh, yod she's got with. Uh, oh yes, never. Tune up to the sun, Venus here. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, she's got the intensity of the Scorpio, of course, but. But it, so, do you see that Pluto in any obvious way at this age yet? Um, well, I guess, I mean, she did spend a year, no, half a year uh, studying in Italy. Oh, okay. In, in, in okay. Grade, grade 11, yeah. I think it was grade 11. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it would be at that midpoint, probably between Venus and Mercury, or close, anyway. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. So she's had. And she loves languages. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That would be also that Neptune in third house. Yeah. yeah. She learned Italian. I mean, that was one of the reasons she wanted to go and spend time there, uh, was for the language. She's, yeah, she took Japanese before that and a bunch of different languages. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> so impressive. Yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah. that is a very dignified Mercury up on the 10th. Yeah. yeah. Like it's. Retrograde. Yeah. yeah. And creative. Maybe took a little while to read, but once she did it, she was off and running. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, it will be interesting to see how, how she develops over more time because yep. Yep. she's still very young. Well, and it'll be interesting to see that Saturn um, hitting her Uranus Mars. Um, and what will shift in terms of her home life and her, you know, yeah. relationship to the other half of the species. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she did have a look, quite a long relationship with uh, a guy. Uh -huh. it ended when she was in grade twelve because he was already off to university. So. Yeah. So that's. I think he found somebody else, and that was very painful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Scorpio Moon. It's. I think she's. Oh. Not really over it. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh. they were together for, I don't know, at least two and a half years, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, that, that was a biggie. But um, yeah, so. This will be one of the early tests of this generation, will be Saturn coming into. Um, this Pisces because they're old enough now that they'll start to notice um, oh, yeah. the group that has Uranus in Pisces just yeah yeah well and for her especially with that Jupiter opposite Uranus uh -huh. Mars, yeah who hits that little group <laughs> yes yeah 
will be very interesting. Yes, it will. Uh, and of course, it'll square her moon right before that. Yeah, <laughs> which is coming up <laughs> this fall. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, um, and, and that would be sort of one of the classic mother-daughter <laughs> moments, <laughs> the square. <laughs> well, yeah, they've had quite a, a few moments. <laughs> uh, no doubt, no doubt, yeah. Mom's, mom's a Leo, double Leo. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Does it Melvo with Scorpio moon, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. And she has a Capricorn moon, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, this doesn't really get. Yes. Scorpio. That sounds so yeah. familiar to my mom and I. Ah, yeah. yeah. Lots of. Yeah. Lots of Scorpio, Pluto. Yeah. Capricorn, Leo, yeah. clashing. Yeah. That that will happen. There's a huge Daw factor there. What? Yeah. <laughs> Different languages. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, so they have not the easiest, I mean, you know. So have you ever seen her be like, um, I, I don't know if opinionated is the right word, but in a particular specific um, point of view about life, ergo having grown up with the inter internet? Um, I don't know, I mean, I haven't had a lot of in-depth conversations. As I say, it's difficult to have conversations have, yeah. with yeah, yeah. kids who are so wired into constantly being on a device. Right. You know, right. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I'll try and engage and it's like, uh-huh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, oh, okay. it's really hard to have a conversation. So, yeah. Yeah. Like okay. I said before, you know, that is the downside. There is that human interaction. I'm sure she has it with, you know, her friend, girlfriends and stuff and all yeah. that. Yeah. But in terms of other generations. Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, I find it even difficult. Like okay. there, you, there is a distinct wiring uh -huh. yeah. that is happening. That yeah, is yeah. happening with their brains where... Yeah, well, that's it's not just like it's not just the attention span, but it's no. almost like if you're not gonna tell me what I want to hear, yeah. or we're yeah. not, if you're not gonna understand my language, I don't think I can focus or I can't, yeah. you know, it's can't engage. Wow. Yeah, I can't engage. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's it. I do find that difficult. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And on, you know, on the flip side, like, I do notice that maybe because they're unundated with information that they have to go into that tunnel vision. They're yeah. just like, yeah. oh, if I have security and like looking at my secure algorithm, then I don't have to focus on yeah. this happening around me, yeah. which is, you know state of the world and all these pressures and the world yeah. that you're growing up in and, it's, um, and, and there's almost a sense of give me the information I don't want to have to kind of figure things out myself and what I believe or think it's like yeah feed it to me in a way hmm. okay. Yeah. okay yeah so your next example 
I have to go. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. I have to go get ready for my party. Yes. Go uh, have fun. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Take yeah. care. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So this is the other one again. Oh, uh, oh, like definitely a card carrying Gen Z my grandson. Yes. Yeah. Wow. wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, and then that uh, born of, you know, far enough later that, right, got the trying to that. Ooh, this is going to be a powerful Gen Zer. Yeah. 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 Um, big, big, big old T square there that's pretty, uh -huh. pretty powerful, especially with, you know, what we're getting with the squares to the nodal axis right yeah. now. Yeah. And, and natally, Uranus is conjunct the North Node. Yeah which is where it is right now in a different sign altogether. Yeah. 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 So, yes, he's, again, you know, his family has traveled a lot, so. Yeah. And he does like that with the moon mm -hmm. Jupiter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, moon Jupiter, yeah. yeah. So as he must be an incredibly kind of upbeat type person. Yeah, he's very athletic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Ex he always had really good eye-hand coordination. Even as a baby, he could throw a ball where he wow. wanted. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's excellent at soccer and other sports. And his soccer is his real game. He loves that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is fifth, big fifth house there. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, you know, that's, you know, at least he's outside a lot with. Yeah. Instead of being right in the. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. he's. When he's not outside, of course, he's, yeah, you know, again, it's difficult to engage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that's my observation in, in general, just with my grandkids, yeah. is, is yeah. the difficulty, you know, and not just this generation, the, the Gen Z, but the following ones, because they're all. Yeah, totally born with. Yeah. The world at their fingertips and, yeah, nice. and the algorithm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, uh, uh, setting the stage. A one year old exactly. uh, device and they know how to, you know, do stuff on it, right? You know, I mean, yeah, yeah and, and again, I think there's pros and cons to that. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, an interesting chart because you have got that massive T square or the squares yeah. between. Moon Jupiter and Pluto, well, Moon Jupiter particularly, and that uh -huh. Mercury Uranus <laughs> node and Venus. Yeah. Got some nice stuff too, though. That Mars is exalted in, you know, yeah. so like you say, the eye hand coordination is amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no. yeah. yeah he was yeah. born to, to play sport and yeah. soccer is his game. Yeah. Um, Dad loves soccer, so it's something they can share. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and of course, you know, he's got the Sun Saturn opposition as well. Sun conjunct yeah. Neptune, but opposite Saturn, which is an interesting combination because it's basically yeah, that's a midpoint of those two. So it's yeah, yeah, and that's a different Saturn Neptune feel than um, the year I was born, which had a Saturn Neptune conjunct. Yes, um, yeah. yeah, so that's a different feel entirely. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, so is that other reality versus your own imagining fourth house? 
Well, I'm, yeah, I think partly again, because of the generational thing um, that, yeah, you know, they're, they're consuming Mm-hmm. Not just information, but entertainment as well, right? It's- right. So this this group of the Gen Zs might not be quite so down on um, the baby boomers just because they're Saturn, or maybe more so. These are not maybe the kids we want taking care of us. <laughs> <laughs> With that Saturn there, maybe not. Yeah, I take that back. <laughs> We want the Saturn in, um, what do we want? Saturn in Cancer. Yeah, that would be better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Saturn in Leo. Mm, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. It's got the in conjunct to Mars, which is. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he's got some challenging aspects for yeah. sure. Yeah, he may not get the recognition that he deserves right away. No. It may, no. It may take a while for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what sort of aspirations he has either. Yeah. He probably doesn't either because the ruler of his 10th is conjunct Neptune. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's going to take him quite a while to figure that out for himself. Uh Well, he is. Well, he's not that old yet. No, no, no. no. Yeah. You know, that Neptune would make you second guess all the time, I think. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Ah. But very sensitive kid to. With the well, sun. Yeah, with well, Nep- Neptune and and that uh, Venus exalted in Pisces. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot of Piscean energy and Sun conjunct Neptune. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, it's uh, it's. It's a group. It's a group. And, you know, I can remember when Pluto went into Sag wondering, yeah, wondering what it would bring forward. And of course, having come from the Pluto and Scorpio, the drama wasn't there, right? It was totally different, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. And in some ways, a bit of a letdown um, in that, um, you know, the, the Sag people that were getting, you know, at that time, Pluto starting to hit personal points, they didn't show up the same way as the Pluto in Scorpio folks did when Pluto was going over that. Yeah, mm. yeah they didn't. And uh, that was kind of a bit of a surprise for me back in the day. But understandable, you know, it's, oh, yeah, yeah. Theirs is about fire and and expansion and opportunity and yeah. 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 Well, and again, it's that, I mean, in, in, in his case, in that family's case, they have traveled a lot, but for a lot of people who wouldn't be able to afford to, um, your perspective is going to be very different. You're not actually going places to see what yeah, to be in the real experience. Well, that's sort of like what Maggie experienced when she, you know, didn't realize that she might be actually into traveling um, because she'd already on some level thought she had traveled using the internet. And then she goes in real life and goes, oh, this is, yeah, this is way different mm-hmm. in that face-to-face experience. Yeah. yeah, and they've had so much travel that I think, unfortunately, I think they sort of have taken it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, yeah, it is what it is. It's the uh, the luxury of having that 
available so easily as yeah. friends. Yeah. Okay. Well, Gen Zers, um, we're sorry that we messed up the world so badly, but you know, <laughs> we didn't do it by ourselves. No. Well, <laughs> a lot of us are in that category, unfortunately. <laughs> but anyway, um, so moving on to um, next week. Apparently, I have not yet watched the Netflix show, um, but I'm sure that there's because you don't you do you get Netflix? No, no. So you'll have to find the Michigan uh, UFO sightings. I'm sure there's articles written about it because there was like 300 people all phoned in on one night to say what they had seen. And oh, yeah. so um, there'll be dates and there might even be times and stuff, which will be cool to look at charts. Um, and so that is the topic that uh, Jenna has um, put forward for us. And obviously, the, after that one will be the, um, so that'll be the fifth. So on the 12th, um, we will be talking about... Um, yeah, the after effects of the of the U.S. election. And well, this one will go up on the fifth. Yeah, this one goes up on the fifth. So the next. Oh, okay. So then the next one should be. Well, we're we're going to hold off on that one till it's actually happened. Hmm. Yeah, which makes sense, right? Like we'll take that on the eleventh for the 19th okay yeah yeah because yeah <laughs> in case it's a non-event which it might be <laughs> because eclipses are really about the time in between not about the actual day but seeing oh, as yeah. uranus is conjunct there just might be something happening that day <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No, i think it's yeah. uh, it's not just that it's uh, an eclipse but where it is and what you know yeah how it's timed just for, you know. Yeah, the, the, the American the election. Begins, as the day begins and voting starts, it's yes. like, okay, is that a message? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> just a little. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so as uh, Jill noted to me, and I realized immediately after our last taping, I had the wrong year for um, Liz Trust. So the only people who got bamboozled with our interpretation of a non-existent person <laughs> was those. Well, somebody, somebody probably has that chart. It just isn't Liz Trust. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, it was only the radio folks. I deleted it. I learned a new editing technique. Oh, good. Yeah. So I deleted that from all the rest of our platform. Yeah, because I just went to look it up because I was yeah. curious to see if anybody had any any. Yeah. Like, proposed times for her birth because we didn't yeah. have thought, oh just look and then I went wait a minute <laughs> two years out <laughs> yes you doofus <laughs> close but not even a cigar <laughs> but but really yeah, yeah. Her, her real chart wasn't nearly as interesting as no it wasn't what we talked about so oh for those who are listening to this silly point how would you define your generation well, my generation is is kind of unique because we basically had access to the internet since the day we were born. Like we right. we had unlimited information since forever. Yeah. 
and access to like everything like I think the main way that the music industry has changed and tv and film and entertainment is like it's expanded like we have access to every type and every genre of everything that we could want and it's all tailored to you like that algorithm yeah serves you what it knows you're gonna like so in some way are you comfortable with that or is that just normal well it's hard because it is partly it's quite normal because it's you know we've already always known and there's a part of me that's like I think um like a Gen Zers perspective is a lot bigger because we've had access to so much for so long. But I also think there's a part of it that's a lot smaller because we are kind of ruled by this algorithm that just gives us things it knows we're gonna like. Like it gives right. us right, okay, yeah, yeah, for us, which mm-hmm. kind of um, yeah, shrinks our view because yeah. we're just getting things we agree with anyway. But I do think um, as much as there are a lot of downsides to the internet, one of the upsides is perspective. You, everybody gets to express what they want. Everybody gets educated. I think with before the internet, your education is really limited to your family and what your family wants you to believe and know. But when the internet becomes a thing, you see everybody's opinions and everybody's family's opinions and you have a little bit more freedom to pick what you believe right because you have that education yeah you see the options so it's again like it's a double-edged sword I think because of the internet a lot of Gen Z people there's a lot of downsides there's a lot of downsides. so so what what would you say um that you've seen um how, how does it go terribly wrong um, well, I think one way it goes terribly wrong is is people think that they can get away with, with, you know, like there's a part of the internet that feels like anonymous. You can be like oh, okay. hateful and, and oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Things that you, you yeah. can't really voice in person because people are going to be like, dude, you can't say that. But right. on the internet, you get this sort of freedom. And again, like on the internet, as much as it's an upside that you get to see other people's opinions, it's also a downside because you get exposed to people who have shitty opinions and you get exposed to people validating your shitty opinions. And right, you can always find somebody who's going to tell you you're right for thinking what you're thinking, no matter what it is. Right. So I think, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Um, yeah okay so another question would be um okay so do you see your your the gen z's as the ones who really understand the fluid nature that we are now um seeing pop up everywhere about sexuality is that part of your generation yeah and i think like we're the generation that under and i think each each generation is going to understand it and be more open to it as we yeah. go along. It's just yeah. going to get better yeah. and better. Yeah. Um, just know that my generation, you actually have to print a manual of how to talk. <laughs> We're like, because the languaging is just like, what? Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. But I think, well, I just think 
in that way, like people of older generations really paved the way for us. And although it's yeah. not, it's not easy, it's a lot easier now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Where do you see that? Um, like for instance, if you were to decide to have children, um, are there lots of people in your generation that would choose the sort of genderless beginning? Um, I, I think like, I definitely have friends. Like I, I would say it's hard. It's very hard because of course I am coming from my group and I know there's a bunch of groups of people my age who would yeah. be like, no, <laughs> okay. um, but there I know there are some, there are some that are really on board with that. I definitely have friends who would totally be on board. I mean, I'm even a little bit on board, but yeah, I can't. Well, yeah. brave new world, but yeah. brave new worlds happen to every generation in some way, shape or form. Huh. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, what does your generation think about, um, the rise and fall of, of civilizations? <laughs> like, cause you are sort of experiencing the rise and fall of the, um, unlimited capitalistic greed. Well, unfortunately, um, I know a lot of my generation is angry, like, okay, he, and, and I mean, you yeah. might, you personally might not love this, but I know my generation is angry specifically at the boomers. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard the the term, okay, boomer, but it's basically like, okay, old person, like, whatever, like you have set us up in this, this economy and this, this government and this system that is terrible. You have kind of yep. let the world burn because you know, you're going to die before you have to face the consequences, but we right. aren't, and we are facing the consequences yes. yep. of your actions. Yes. So I know a lot of Gen Z are kind of like, well, yeah, yeah they're angry. That's why yeah. you see people like, you know, um, Greta Thunberg, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, like we yeah. have to deal with the consequences of your actions. Yeah. Like think about us. We didn't get a choice. We yeah, didn't choose. Right. We didn't choose to take the world in this direction, but we still have to deal with the consequences. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. And you're absolutely right. Um, okay. What's another question I should ask? Uh, do you see um, the political systems as being capable of taking us into the world that might actually be sustainable? I see once young people kind of start to infiltrate the political systems, like once Gen Z people get old enough to start running things, then yes. But I don't, it might be too late. Like I think uh, yeah. generations before Gen Z aren't, well, we've seen, they're not doing anything. So, right. and by the time we get a chance to do something, 